Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam Radio starts now. This bonus edition of New Amsterdam Radio is just one for the ages, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. Got to give a shout out to those that are following the show at New Amsterdam on that Instagram and at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. NewAmsterdam.com is a website, of course, and you get to see uh, all of the shows in New Amsterdam Entertainment Network on that site as well. We're talking about Commander's Log. We're talking about Flavos Sada Netflix and the recently departed, I can't believe I'm saying this, What's Up Flavo After Hours, which is a sister show. We just put it out to pasture this week. And so it was kind of bittersweet there. But when it comes down to creating things, and in my case, creating these podcasts in the pandemic, what I'm learning is that so many more creative people push forward through this time where everyone was locked in, uh, locked down, if you will. My guest today, Safir Patrick, has a brand new EP out. It's called He's Implacable. And like my many different podcasts, Safir decided to push on through a time of uncertainty and through a time where creatives were left scratching and clawing and understanding what's next for them. Uh, or as my mom would say, scrambling. That's like two mom references. <laughs> How about that? Anyway, uh, Safir has been a fantastic example of what determination means when it comes to creating a project and putting it across that final goal line. So it was a good time chatting with them. So without any further ado, my chat with Safir Patrick. Welcome back to another edition of New Amsterdam Mayor, the podcast for thinkers, doers, and creators. Full of voice, the mayor in the mayor's office, being joined by someone who's doing it, happening, making it happen, excuse me, on the music tip. Safir Patrick, the new EP is called hey. He's Implacable. How's it going, man? I'm blessed to be here. Thank you so much for having me and sharing your platform with me. I don't take it lightly at all, so thank you. No, thank you. Uh, I got to also thank you for having me try to pronounce implacable in a mirror 10 times a day. Uh, what was the name of the EP? What does it mean for you? Why did you decide to name it this one? Well, um, it's actually a descriptor for me because I have been through so much in my life and I have thought I was going to quit, but I'm still here. I haven't given up. I'm implacable. I've got things to do. I've got places to go. So I'm just going to keep going and keep doing what I can. So what was, how would describe your music or what was getting you close to quit? Like, why why was it difficult? Well, um, this EP was actually born out of a tumultuous year. I conceived it during COVID year, um, 2020. That mm-hmm. year, right before COVID hit and during it, like the beginning stages, I had two accidents, two car accidents in the span of three days. And nobody got hurt seriously. And that's a blessing in itself, but it scarred me. Um, I was left traumatized. I was having nightmares. I wasn't really sleeping. Um, And I just was feeling hopeless. I thought, I even thought of suicide at one point um, because I was like, I just don't know why I'm here. But the music definitely helped me to process everything. I just knew that I had a purpose for being here. And I had things that I wanted to share with people. So that's what this EP was actually born out of. It was a healing process for me. 
You know, I've seen uh, or sat down a lot of creatives that came out with projects during 2020, the, the, the lost year, the COVID year, if you will. And it's kind of a mixed bag because on one hand, it was a pandemic, and I take it lightly. But on the other hand, beautiful things have come from that. Uh, what's been your perspective with this release coming from working on it last year? Well, it was rough working on it because I couldn't go to really any studios. I went to a few studios while wore face masks the whole time in the studio. I um, recorded the main parts of the songs, like, well, the demos of the songs in my garage, actually on my phone. And um, we produced it. I worked with some great people and we produced it remotely and we got it done. So um, it definitely helped keep me sane 2020 through 2021 because it gave me something to focus on and it helped because I know I went through feelings of loneliness. I went through feelings of just feeling isolated from my family and friends. I lost a lot of people during that time. I lost an aunt and an uncle in the span of a few months mm -hmm. and I just, it was a lot, but music definitely gave me a fixed point on to which that I could focus and give my energy and my time and yeah it gave me hope and i thank god for music yeah what would you how would you describe the kind of music you make i mean it is kind of like old school <laughs> new school like it, it is a lot of genres happening um my music is uh, a melting pot mm -hmm. of all the things that i like and it's mainly based i call it poetic pop Okay. And it's based on the lyrics. The lyrics are the through point of the songs and the genres are the lyrics and the feeling of the songs. So I like to think that a lot of the big artists that we know were never confined to a genre. Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Pink, Beyonce, just all the greats. They just let the genre serve the song. And that's a lesson that I took um, from that to bring upon my music. Yeah. And and how long were you been in the game? I know that sometimes an album doesn't really accurately determine how long you've been working on this. Like what's been your journey uh, so far? Well, I started writing songs when I was 10 years old. Um, as a kid, I would write a bunch of songs, never recorded anything because I was like, I don't see anybody like me on TV. I don't yeah. see anybody like me on the radio. I didn't think that there was a place for me. I would arrange things for other people. I was in choirs all my life. I've been in theater and I just got tired of being other people. And I just said, okay, I'm going to actually do my own music and actually record all, cause I have crates of lyrics that I never recorded anything. So yeah. I actually um, took the chance in 2019 and started recording and yeah, here I am. So yeah, it's been a few years. Yeah, it's it's always a journey, and it's always cool to see the the growth. So this is your second EP. Uh, off the top, what's it like going back to the booth? I know I hear this from other musicians. The first EP, the first album, that's your whole life on one record, and now you have that second interpretation. What was your experience going back in here for He's Implacable? Well, um, the first project, I really had a good opportunity and experience that was born out of Memphis. And I work with C Major of the Unapologetic in Memphis. They're a really great collective of artists and producers. And I work with him solely on that. And I also work with Sharif Keys of New York with that. Um, and it was great, but it just wasn't, it wasn't me yet. I felt like I was 
just going around in circles trying to find a sound and trying to find who I was as an artist. Yeah. So this time I wanted to do something more hearty, more emotional, more still weird because there's a weird <laughs> <laughs> there's a weird quality to my music that I like to embrace and because it's I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's palatable and it is not too off kilter, but there's still something that's not um normal about it. So yeah. I still wanted to focus on that. And I worked with a ton of people. Um a, I call it a melting pot project because mm -hmm. I had artists, um, one of the artists, instrumentalists from Spain, Jose Vicente. Um, Torres Vicente worked with him from Spain. Mercedes Bralo from Barcelona. She did harp on one song. Um, Embrace was produced by Epithet Music. He's in Birmingham of the United Kingdom. Um, mm. I also worked with two remixers, Ong Domen, who's from Norway, and Xander Milne, who's also from the United Kingdom. So yep. I got to really put together a global EP. Not a lot of songs, but a lot going on in five main songs. Yeah. And this is this is you still based in in the, the valley. You basically put yourself up virtually to these or you fly out to these places. Well, no, actually I sourced it online. So everything was pretty much done online. My wow. main producer for the project was Josh Flores. He um he's worked with a lot of amazing people like Jordan Sparks. Um, Terrell, if you watch the Terrell show, just different people. And um, I flew out to, I was living in Memphis at the time, and I flew out to Phoenix to record here and ended up staying. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you like it in Phoenix? It's, it is kind of different than Memphis. I got to give you that. It's pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> the gritted teeth tell it all. <laughs> I'm grateful for where I am, but I'm also grateful for where I'm going. So I'm definitely grateful to be here. Yeah, of course, about the craft. I mean, being able to move out there, be close to the collaborators and the core team. Uh, I, hate to, I hate to ask that future question, but what do you think the next stop is going to be? Is it in the United States? Is it a part of the country? Is it somewhere around the world? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping for Atlanta because Atlanta is a primarily music city. A ton of different artists and music is coming out of there. But I'm... I'm a nomad. I've been in several different places in the last five years. New York, Mississippi, New Jersey. You um, pick all the human places, all these most human places in the country. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I've been around the country and um, yeah, it's been a wild few years. You had mentioned uh, poetic pop, which I think is a cool, cool name for what you're doing. Uh, what does that mean to the uninitiated? Like we know poetry, we know pop music, we know uh, lyrics that sound like poetry. But in your interpretation, what does that mean for someone who's trying to understand uh, what the safer does? Well, poetic pop is basically a lyrics-based music. The lyrics tell the story. The lyrics are the connecting points. And popular music is a large safety well a large net of music you have r&b you have hip-hop you have um latin sounds you have dance there are so many different genres under popular music because pop is what is known by the masses 
So, and everybody likes something different. So I like to bring a lot of those different genres into my music and put them through my filter. So everything that you hear is, everything isn't a different different genre every single song, but it's going to go through my lens and I'm going to show you my perspective and um, yeah, use it to as a background for what I have to say. A kind of an unfair question, but I love asking these unfair questions. Do you have a favorite song on this one, this EP? Uh, sorry, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Epithet Music produced Embrace, and that is my absolute, that's the my favorite thing I've done so far in my career. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Embrace is actually one of my favorites as well. Uh, I, I, I wanted to know what was the process behind that. When you were trying to sequence your album, you have some songs that have different vibes and energy. To me, Embrace was a capstone, and therefore it kind of deserves to be in that middle spot. But like, what was your process in, in putting this and crafting this together? Well, the project was basically supposed to be a story of a person who is obsessed with someone, who finds love, who thinks they find love, who find that the love is faulty, but then realizes that everything is love. Mm -hmm. And all the experiences that they went through to get to that point are a stepping stone towards maturity and growth and learning to love themselves. So I basically wrote everything. Well, I did write everything um, and I, sequenced it to tell the story and from the intro telling the whole story and then basically the project plays out as what it is yeah yeah i, I mean it's pretty much uh, a cool ride i, I would say um, it's one you can play on throughout because everything seems to be a thematic through line um for that but let's talk about you as a person, as you as a creator. I know your whole life isn't music. Maybe it is. <laughs> um, but how much of your of yourself did you put into every single lyric? And how much was it to extract a feeling? Meaning, was it really all of your experiences you lived through? Or were some of that stuff, stuff imagineering? You know? Mm, well, I would say 75% of the project is are things that I actually went through. Mm -hmm. us fuse i've never had that romantic moment <laughs> so that's actually a dream that i'm manifesting into the world so mm -hmm. us fuse is actually not um is fiction but everything else even conjure you up which is kind of exaggerated is very exaggerated actually um but it's it's something that I've gone through, just the wanting someone to pay you attention and mm -hmm. to see that your efforts are um, notable and that you're worthy of their love. Yeah, it's uh, what I've been through. But I raised the stakes uh, tremendously by making it extend toward the supernatural. So right. it's like um, this person's like, I can't get your love, so I'm going to call for a spirit. But <laughs> it's yeah. not actually that but it the song is actually bittersweet because it's like even though you're calling forth that per you don't experience that person you you're wanting the feeling of being with that person but never actually getting the chance to be with that person 
Yeah, sometimes a lot of uh, computations and like different alternate realities happen while you're writing it or doing it fictionally. Um, so with the release and, and, and being the creator of this project, what's been the feedback so far you received and how has it made you feel? Good or bad, positive, negative? What's been your experience so far with the release? Well, um, I've gotten good feedback overall. The main favorites seem to be Us Fuse and um, Embrace, pretty much. Someone called Never Bit the Apple, which is the main last song. They called it Disney. I thought that was very hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> because it is the popular song on the project. And they were like, this is really Disney. And I was like, you're lucky. I like Disney. <laughs> so, um, and they make money. So I'll yeah. be Disney <laughs> if right. I have to. I'll be Cartoon Network if I have to. I'm but, about that. Um, <laughs> But um, it's been a very interesting ride. I have personally been here away from my family and friends, so I haven't really gotten a ton of feedback because I haven't really been able to get the music to, and, you know, COVID restrictions and just not really being around people like that. But I am excited to get the music out and to let people know that I have put a lot into this project. I'm already working on the next one. I mm -hmm. have ideas and yeah, I'm just all about the growth and progression. Well, speaking about growth and progression, two EPs in the can, third one on the way, like what does the future hold? Are we talking about touring? Is it just the studio album thing, soundtracks for movies? Where do you see your music? Where do you see you growing as an artist? Well, I want to actually not do a third EP. I want to actually do a full album. Mm -hmm. um, the first project had five, five, six songs, and the second one had five main songs and a few remixes and some acapellas. But this one, I want to actually plot out a full-length album and really focus on growing, focus on trying new things. I want to solidify the R&B aspect of what I do, but not just like contemporary R&B because um, no no shade or anything to anybody but sometimes contemporary r&b can be just a little boxed in um in yeah. terms of the sound and how um the hip-hop aspect of um contemporary r&b but i just want to kind of explore different eras of r&b and really focus on really painting myself in terms of the artistry and growing and yeah touring when things get back normal because i really don't want to have people in venues that are really close right now i don't yeah. think that's responsible no it, i mean i i don't think so either but a lot of my work is all live entertainment so that that balance too i dj events and it's like i gotta pay bills but i want to be in that booth on the other side yeah. <laughs> no request text your request man. and it's <laughs> and that's okay like you have to make a living. People have to make a living. People live off touring. I'm thankful that I do have other things that can sustain me, but I don't doubt down anybody for that. Just me personally, I wouldn't want to have anybody in those venues, especially I'm not Michael Jackson. I don't have like arenas. Right, right. <laughs> um, if you so did, every, let me know. Put me on. <laughs> every, hey, come on. But like everybody's going to be in like close quarters. So it's like, let's just yeah. wait a little while and try that and i'm still building myself i'm i don't have a really far reach right now but i'm working to try to let people know i'm a nice person i love music i love people i love trying to make songs that help people 
deal with emotions and um, feelings and processing them. That's my big thing because you can feel things all day long, but if you're not using that feeling as a springboard for your personal growth and for your resolution of trauma and issues, you're not really making any process personally. Um, you're not progress personally, I should say. So um, yeah, touring and yeah, I want to do TV at some point. I love television. I came from the theater. I want to do theater. Um, yeah, I have so many things I want to do. I want to write more. I want to help produce other people. I love vocal production. I love doing the backgrounds. I don't know if you can tell that from my project, but I'm a big background person. Yeah. So yeah, I love arranging. Yeah, and uh, and also uh, going out there and creating more content as well. I'm sure music videos are part of that slate as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a part of the budget right now. <laughs> well, that's my next question because a lot of times we have uh, people who are aspiring, and I know once you once you create a song, you're no longer aspiring or actually doing it. I mean, those who are listening here with a dream in their heart about becoming a musical artist and he's for some reason just said can't do it but you have done it and a lot of things that stop and prevent people is the the fear of the budget and i know i had to minimize that but you found a way to make that work so any advice any kind of words of encouragement of your journey you can share for others right now well it's expensive point blank um there's no there's no way around it if you want quality music if you don't want something that sounds like it was produced in um a tin can, you're going to be spending some money to get it done. I was thankful enough that I had the resources to where I could save. And I also am not sourcing out other writers. I'm writing all my own songs. I basically kind of produce them as well. I have other people I work with, but I'm like, okay, I need a harp there. I need a flamenco guitarist there. I need this, this. So I'm basically telling them what to do and thankfully they work with me to accomplish my vision but it's expensive and i'm writing on my own so imagine if i wasn't writing everything and i was having to pay out royalties to other people so you just got to take it day by day you got to plan 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 you have to plan your budget you have to say okay this is how much i have Maybe I don't need to put out a project right now. Maybe I just need to put out a song. Maybe I need to put out some performances of the song. Maybe get a remix with someone else so another artist can get some shine on it as well. And their audience can also become your audience. Maybe just try to focus on what you can do at the moment and plan for later. Because time is speedy, but time is there as well. So there is no time limit on greatness. And if you're like me and you want to be an artist, you want to be great. You don't want to just be good. You want to show people what you can do as an artist. So you have to give your best. And the only way you can give your best is to invest your best. Yeah. Uh, just last question, just kind of more of a, a, a personal thing. When you have your music and basically it's all auditory, uh, you create your persona for your visual representations, your your CD albums or album, CD albums, I'm old. You know what I'm saying? Your album covers, your music videos. How do you go about picking uh, the visual representation of the music, like your costumes, your color palette? What's, what's your process behind that? Well, I have a God gives me a vision mm -hmm. and everything like for this project i knew that i wanted 
I wanted whites. I wanted nature. I wanted um, mystical looks. I wanted something that was going to actually set me apart, which is why I picked that album, the EP cover, because it's it's a I think it's a really bold statement to have like the black on the black and then to have the flower there. So it's like industrial meets nature. And I think that it's important to have your own vision and to just look at other people, but try not to recreate what someone else has done. And I think that's been a theme throughout my music and visuals and everything. I don't want to recreate what other people have done because they've already done it. And there's no point in trying to do what someone's already done. Mike, drop the uh, the EP is called He's Unpluggable. Xavier Patrick, so glad you're on this episode of New Amsterdam Radio. If someone Thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure, of course. If, if someone want to contact you, just follow you online, engage with your content, how to go about doing that? Xavier Patrick on all Twitter, Instagram, AOL Messenger. No, no, AOL Messenger. <laughs> ICQ, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, no, uh, just anything. Um, I have my contact information on my social media. I'm open to collaborations. I'm open to... Um, yeah, just anything. Well, not anything, because you know people these days. But uh, <laughs> I would know. <laughs> I made one song in my base in my closet that had, was it wasn't I even mean, mastered. It wasn't even good. It was like I did it. <laughs> a lot of a lot of grand hip hop came out of closet booths. So you never know. You could be on the next block. <laughs> you heard it here first. EP's coming soon. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the real EP, he's a blackable. Out now. Shoot where you can. Buy where you must. And we'll see you next time on New Amp Sam Radio. Thank you. See y'all. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours. <laughs>